1: This is the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helpin. Hey, everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Friday, August 18th edition of the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Football. We are less than three weeks away from kickoff to the NFL season. And with me today is Bob Harris from Football Diehards. Um, Bob, I, I've, I've done Bob's radio show a bunch of times, but I think this is the first time we've ever done this, right? This is the first time we've ever done this. In three weeks, when the hell did that happen? I know, right? (laughs) Sneaks up. Everybody is just, you know, people are not dropping like flies yet, but Blake Bortles. So right now, let's see. Chad Henney does some playing with the first string. Um, The Jags say there's an open competition. And everybody reminds us, well, if there is an open competition, let's say Bortles loses the job. Well, he's got a 19 million injury guarantee for 2018. And boy, would they not want to get cost money on that if they weren't going to start the guy. So maybe they'd get banished. I mean, Blake, but what good grief. This is just this is a done deal. We're finished with Blake Bortles, right?
2: Blake Bortles is done. The Blake Bortles era is over. That was a pretty epic meltdown. Uh, You know, I, I mean. They're going to take Chad Henney. It's going to be check downs and all. And uh, I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. I mean, we had suspicions that it was not going to go well. Or the, you know, we've heard the ups and downs for Bortles in camp and mostly downs. We heard about Alan, Robbins, uh, Alan Robinson swearing at, you know, misfires in and, and practice. And, and you kind of sense this coming. Mike Dempsey, my co-host on Sirius, is a guy who covers the Jags daily. So he's pretty much on top of things, Uh, and he's kind of you know he he kind of suggested this need. You know, his, his thought was. If, 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 mortals is 0 and 3, you know, if they get into September and mortals is 0 and 3, it's over. But this has accelerated the process clearly. I would say Henny is the guy. And I don't know that that bodes well for guys like Allen Robinson. And uh, if you were drafted Marquise Lee before his injury, him, him either could, oh. could play out well for Leonard Fournette. Yeah, But that, that defense has to flip the switch, right? John, I mean, they were giving up 25 points a game last year. One of the things that gave mortals some fantasy value. Right. So for me, that's, you know, Look, they have there's a lot of things that have to change there for Leonard Fournette to work out the way they wanted. And maybe a, you know, more cautious quarterback will be part of that. But the defense has to come to life.
1: Yeah, I, th- I mean, you think we, we got to think they wanted to be run heavy anyway.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was Look, as soon as they drafted Leonard Fournette, that was the plan. Uh, would have been nice if Brandon Albert stuck around, but Cam Robinson will, you know, get, an, or get his baptism under fire at left tackle. The offensive line play is going to be a concern, though. And, and I would say, you know, if the defense is giving up 25 points a game, how, you know, they have to flip that script. We know what they've done on defense. But, I mean, they made some moves last year, and, and, and it seemed like, you know, they should have improved greatly. And they did in some regards, but the scoring end of it was not good. So they need to really work on that if they want to get Fournette going.
1: All right. Yeah, this is uh... – Okay, back to one other thing you said. that This doesn't bode well for Allen Robinson. Is now, it is it worse for Allen Robinson? Is, is Henny worse than Bortles? I mean, he's bad no, either I way.
2: I, I mean, it's bad either way. But I, I don't know that Henny is actually worse. I mean, look, uh, Allen Robinson is a hell of a receiver. He can get separation if you can get the ball. You can't bounce the ball off the ground to him like, like <laughs> you know Blake Bortles did, right? So. I mean, if you can get him the ball, think about like Demarius Thomas's strengths as a receiver. You know, his ability to run after the catch, which is something you know. In an aside, I mean, he, they need to get back him going on that again too. That was his problem last year. But if you can get Allen Robinson in that same regard, and you know, maybe you're throwing shorter passes, but they're actually hitting him in the hands. Yeah. Uh, And give him a chance to make a play and use his physicality and his his uh, his physical attributes to make some plays. Maybe that works out a little better for him than Bortles. I mean, but the thing that got him through last year was, you know, a little bit of a a little bit of volume towards the end of the season. I don't know that he'll get that same thing.
1: All right. Um, Last thing. So so just one more real football thing as opposed to fantasy football thing. Should they have drafted Fournette or should they have tried to should they have picked one of the quarterbacks?
2: You know they invest. I mean, in hindsight, it's easy to say they should have looked. I mean, they're they're in the they're in the 2018 quarterback market. That may be a better quarterback market. right? Yeah, you're right. And maybe that was the hope that they could get through this year and, and figure out, and maybe Bortles got something figured out. I get what the goal was, but you know, obviously uh, Mike Tyson said it, we all got a plan until we get punched in the nose. <laughs> Blake right. Bortles just punched the Jaguars in the nose last night.
1: Kirk, Kirk Cousins, starting quarterback, 2018 Jacksonville Jaguars there you go there you go i i and I, I say that i have no concept of the jags cap situation when i say that so i think it'd be a nice fit if the money worked. i have no idea if the money would work all right yeah everybody it, we, we need to thank yahoo fantasy football for sponsoring the rotowire fantasy football podcast they, they've been doing it all summer we really appreciate it you can sign up now for yahoo fantasy football rotowire.com slash yahoo okay on twitter bob is at football diehard i'm at Jay halpin 37 uh you can tweet us at rotowire at Rotowire NFL, or you can find us on Facebook. All right, so yesterday, Thursday, we did tight ends. We've already done running backs, wide receivers. And um, since we're talking quarterbacks, let's talk quarterbacks. Right. right. Let's just start at the top. We're going to go through, as I said with the tight ends, we're not going to go through every player in the rankings. But we're going to talk about a lot of tight ends. We're going we're to start at the top, go toward the bottom, you know, 26, 27, whatever it might be, and, and, and probably hit more than half the quarterbacks along the way. Um, if you have questions, again, hit us on Twitter. But let's start at the top. So, okay. so the consensus is Rodgers over Brady. And by ADP, and I've been using MFL's ADP, yep. it's pretty clear. Is it, is it that clear? I mean, if you, if you take Brady's numbers and look at them by game last year, you can make an argument. He and Rodgers are pretty close. I mean, he won't run, but they're pretty close. Right. I, I
2: think, you know, for me, it's, and that's, that's what separates them. We're splitting hairs a little bit here. And when you're splitting hairs, sometimes the ADP, I'll take that extra round, you know, with Tom Brady yeah. um, and, and feel comfortable with that. And it's one of the things, and I know we're going to talk about Drew Brees, but one of the things that I've been finding is, is, is a hole in drafts, right? There's a spot where I get it round four and five, maybe six. I don't want to draft anybody. And I, you know, I'm, a late, I'm a late quarterback drafter. You know, in general, but when you hit a spot in a draft where just boy, every every everyone I want, I can get cheaper. I don't want to overpay for other guys. Well, hell, that's maybe a good chance to pick a quarterback and get one of the you know that top tier. And I kind of view the top tier as Rodgers, Brady, Ambrose. and uh And and so yeah, I think I, I like you know, and still being a cheapskate, I want the guy who's a little bit cheaper. And you look at Tom Brady. I mean, obviously they they set him up every year. Uh, he's got the supporting cast. The weaponry is there. Uh, much like Aaron Rodgers, they've done the same thing. They're both extensions of, of their coach and play caller on the field. I think that's what separates the elite quarterbacks from the rest of them. And, uh, and so that round is what makes the difference for me. I'm going to have a hell of a lot more Tom Brady than Aaron Rodgers.
1: Okay. Um, but are you going to have a lot of Tom Brady?
2: No, not a ton. I'm going to have more Drew Brees. Uh, Because he's sitting there a little later. He's around later, and and I like the value for him a lot more. And honestly, you know, I kind of get through those first four rounds and, you know, pull the trigger on someone in the fourth that maybe uh, I think I could have got later but still want. And then I can go Breeze maybe in round five. Uh, I'm pretty happy.
1: See, now, what what I keep saying here, and I was going to ask, we're going to talk about age in a minute. Breeze is 38. Yes. When we talk about this, you and I and, and the people who join me for this podcast, we sit there and say, well, if I get to round four and round five, I'm going to take Breeze. I would think that even not just the average fantasy player, but even the person who's serious enough that listens to a 45-minute to an hour fantasy football podcast a few days a week is not going to – they're not getting Breeze or Brady or anything close in round four or round five, right? Like I think we're, uh, we're different – And how do we tell the the, the average player in the home league who's got guys picking Brady in the first round how to – I mean, the the advice there is just wait, right?
2: Right. Divorce emotion from the process. You get a little anxious when quarterbacks start going and your tendency is to jump on the bandwagon because you feel you'll get left out. I mean, uh, you know, what we know is it's guys like, oh, Carson Palmer are going to be there in round 12, you know. Uh, Ryan, T- well, Joe Flacco, Sam Bradford, all these guys are going to be there. I would say, you know, I would target a guy like Andy Dalton in the 11th and feel pretty good. Phillip rivers in the 10th and feel fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Stafford going late. I mean, there's so many guys that are going late. and what you need to do in advance of your draft is you need to go look at your, your, your league's standings from last year, your league stats, and look at the per week scoring of the quarterbacks and look at the difference in per week scoring. Now I realize, you know, Season-long fantasy is, is also a weekly game. You want to win the position battle each week. But if you can save 10 rounds of value and get a guy that's only a handful of points behind one of the elite, you're going to be building value at other positions and, and, and gaining ground at other positions as you draft those other positions uh, instead of drafting a quarterback.
1: All right. You, you just talked about Breeze. Mm-hmm. And he's the pretty clear number three. Yes. Um, I feel like... We wait for Breeze. I think, a few years ago. I don't know which year it was. I mean, look, the stats are just crazy. They're just crazy consistent. But at some point a couple of years ago, Breeze had kind of a bad second half. I think it was 2014, maybe 2015. I don't remember. But I think we've, we've all been sort of waiting for Breeze to drop off a little bit. He's getting older. It's going to happen. And I know he's in a great offense and a great environment and a bad defense that makes him throw. But do you do you feel like we're all that we expect Breeze to fade before we expect Brady to fade?
2: I don't know that I do. I mean, Breeze is younger.
1: I know. Uh, the combi- the
2: combination has been there. Look, Breeze hasn't thrown for less fewer than 4800 yards and 32 touchdowns in a season since 20, 20 2007. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's that and again, you you know, when we look at these elite quarterbacks, they're an extension of their coach, their play caller on the field. Uh, they, they work as one mind. And I think that's, you know, Breeze has has earned the confidence of Sean Payton, obviously, and with good reason. I mean, that's their ticket to success. They would like to run more, sure. But they also have Drew Breeze, and they also have a relatively talented receiving core. I mean, maybe slightly less so without Brandon Cooks, but who knows? Somebody tends to step up there. Uh, according to Michael Thomas, it could even be a rookie. So, uh, you know... Look, I, I, I just I think at the value, that fifth round value, if're you if you're in that spot in the draft and you feel like, God, I don't want to pay that much for X running back or X receiver, go ahead and jump on the breeze train. But otherwise, we do. We push the late round quarterback thing and I think it's very difficult for the person in the home league to to you know who feels like the train is leaving the station, the QV train is leaving the station and they want a seat on it, right? You don't want to get caught outside a run. Don't worry about that so much. Yeah. I realize it's hard, but but try you know again divorcing your emotion from your draft process is how you have successful drafts.
1: And I and I would I would tell that person as well. We we you and I would see that as an advantage if the quarterbacks go early.
2: Right. right. Oh, absolutely. We're gaining ground on the other guys at other positions.
1: Right. I mean, I, I'd rather be in a, because we like to wait on quarterbacks. I'd rather be in a draft where the quarterbacks all go early, and I can and I can draft you know Ben Roethlisberger whenever I want. than – be in the fifth round and then have the run because then you say, well, maybe, I mean, I still want to wait, but it's different up there. You, you're, you're The value you get with the other picks is better. If Rogers and Brady go in the first round, folks. Absolutely. So, all
2: right. Um, I, go ahead. I was, I always want to say, I was in a, a draft this, uh, this past week. I, I'm trying to look it up here. Uh, but I think the, uh, we we're playing one of the, it was a football diehard staff draft. And one of the guys in that draft is Brad Cruz, a very successful high stakes player. Um, I don't think he took his first quarterback until I'm looking on the grid here. Uh, It was round 16. He took Sam Bradford, only quarterback he took in an 18 round draft. I mean, and that whole time, I mean, he's making hay. I mean, he went wide receiver heavy early, uh, probably took five wide receivers, four wide receivers in a tight end before he got to his first running back. Then he didn't take a quarterback, but look, this works for him. And as I said, he's, Won hundreds of thousands of dollars playing fantasy football. Uh, and that's the thing, though. You've got to be cool. I mean, think of all the, uh, you know, the, the stress as you're sitting there drafting as everyone else is drafting quarterbacks and it's round 16 and you're just getting your first one. That's how you win.
1: All right. Gotcha. All right. Matt Ryan. Mm. The, um, the rank, the, the, the ADP and most people's rankings, to be quite honest, has held steady in the top five. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we... Almost everybody expects him to come back to earth somewhat after last year. But how much? I I don't – you know,
2: here's the concern. It's always a worry when a guy loses his offensive coordinator. In this case, it took Matt Ryan a year. and, And I thought last year he moved into that level where he was in that kind of mind meld with his coordinator, Kyle Shanahan. They bring in Steve Sarkeesian. Um, he's going to add some wrinkles, but I think one of the things, one of the reasons Sarkeesian's there is because he knew the system, uh, and they want to continue that if they let Matt Ryan continue to, you know, have a hand in that offense and continue to have a say. And if the only wrinkles they add are trying to find ways to make Julio Jones more involved in the red zone, then the regression's not going to be that bad. Hey, look, it's not going to be last season. It's just not ask Cam Newton it, things, you know, touchdown regression is real. Right. Um, and, and, and that would be an expectation. Is it enough? You know, look, if he's going in the seventh round right now, I'm probably waiting a little later. If he falls a little more, I'm going to be fine. Yeah, you know, I'll be more likely to get him. I'm not getting him where he's going now, though.
1: OK, um, yeah, I'm not getting him either. Um, Andrew Luck's next. Yeah. And I've been talking about him for weeks because I keep saying, well, he's not throwing. And, you know, the, and, and the Colts, the, the best the Colts can give us. Well, <laughs> what did Ursay say the other day? He, he might not be ready for week one, but he'll be ready for the start of the season. Go. Yeah, something like that. Th- thank uh, you very much for that <laughs> clarification. The good news is Scott Polzina is – oh, there is no good news. No, there's not. <laughs> so uh, what do you do? I mean, and his and – Andrew Luck's ranking, I'm, I'm going to look – like I said, I'm using the NFL, And I'm looking at even the drafts in the last four days, and he's still holding steady at QB5. Yeah. I mean – at some point, uh, don't I mean, you have to you, uh, look, be a little nervous? I, pre-
2: I preach being injury agnostic, right? I mean, I'm not afraid to gra- draft Rob Gronkowski. I will draft the hell out of Jordan Reed. Uh, this is something that you preach. Uh, this is not something you have to be though when someone's already hurt. You don't have to be injury agnostic when you have to be injury agnostic before they're hurt. Luck is hurting. Um, you know, coming off the surgery, the, the mystery is we haven't seen him. Now, I will say. The latest comments we got during last week's game from the GM, Chris Ballard, Jim Ursay talked about it. Uh, we now know that he's throwing. We didn't even know that up until then. Right. Um, so and, you know, Chris Ballard claims the arm is stronger than this time last year. Well, Chris Ballard wasn't around this time last year. So, <laughs> we'll, well, you know, well, I'll take his word for it. But uh, I'm, I remain skeptical. And so so I have not been. Uh, Drafting luck again, the price is too high. Even if he was, you know, if everything was a full go for him, I probably wouldn't be drafting him where he's going. I think the concern for me is for the supporting cast. You know, again, you look at guys like T.Y. Hilton and what a great season he had last year and and how good he could be again this year. Uh, And Dante Moncrief, again, you know, uh, someone you have to be an injury agnostic to draft. But. He is healthy right now. So those are the guys that concern me a little bit. I'm not getting enough of a discount on them to, to change my approach to them. I'm still drafting them where I was. And, you know, you can get by on a guy if, if luck shows up week two. Those guys are less of a concern. But if it's an extended absence, if all their, you know, and we won't know this until closer to the season – But what if they were lying, John? And we know this never (laughs) happens in NFL uh, injury world. Um, But what if he does open the season on the pup list and you lose six weeks? I mean, I think it's something you have to watch. Uh, Certainly, there's enough quarterbacks out there in the sea, unless you're in a 2QB league, where you can look in another direction. Luck is currently on my 10-foot pole list. Wouldn't touch him with yours, and and that's pretty much how it goes for me. Mainly because of the price and secondarily, but a close second. Uh, The the mystery.
1: Right. And and I'm with you. Basically, everybody look for all we know, luck will start week one and throw for 5000 yards and 35 touchdowns. But but the price to get that right now is too risky. Right. So. Right. All right everyone we need to again thank our friends at yahoo fantasy football for sponsoring the rotowire fantasy football podcast with yahoo fantasy football there are endless ways to feel the wins each week whether it's a winning waiver claim a winning piece of smack talk or actually winning on the field it's football in its funnest best form where there's no such thing as an excessive celebration yahoo fantasy football is free to play and easy to use on the desktop or on mobile with the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app. You can sign up today at rotowire.com slash yahoo and download the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app, which has been rated number one by the Fantasy Sports Trade Association for three years in a row. The Yahoo Fantasy app messenger allows for all the witty banter and smack talk that your league can muster. The app is just as extensive as the desktop experience. It lets you draft, trade, and comb waiver options right on your phone. It gives you in-depth player and matchup analysis to help you fine-tune your roster each and every week switch your league to yahoo where you can manage your league dues for free that's a pretty good perk right there bob that yeah. is i like that yeah managing those league dues for free sign up today for yahoo fantasy football rotowire.com slash yahoo that's rotowire.com slash yahoo yahoo fantasy football feel the wins thanks a lot yahoo again for sponsoring the podcast being so good to us all right we're gonna go down the list a little bit more and quarterbacks russell wilson holding steady at qb6 I said we weren't going to talk about everybody, and I promise we won't. But we're still, we're still there. We're still talking about everyone in the top six. Is he overrated? Is Fantasy Russell Wilson overrated? Underrated. No, Underrated. Ra-
2: no, probably correctly rated. Uh, but there is some upside. There's some room for improvement. I mean, you know, look, injuries were the issue last year: A high ankle sprain, MCL sprain, pectoral strain. Uh, They slowed him down. Pass protection issues were a problem to overcome because of the injuries. The running game never got on track. Uh, And even with the injuries, he completed, what, 65% of his passes, averaged seven yards, eight yards an attempt. uh, And those numbers weren't too far off the career marks. Uh, the sacks they need to work on, the running game would help. I think he was pressured 36% of his uh, snaps, of his dropbacks. That's not – that was the worst in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, basically what we saw last year was how valuable Wilson is to both the running game and the, and the offense in general – uh, I think if he could run a little more, that poses different threats to defenses, opens things up for him. He has great receiving core. I mean, it's underrated. I think Doug Baldwin, a top 10 receiver each of the last two years, Jimmy Graham back on the rise. Um, I think Wilson is a solid play. Again, not getting him, though, because not drafting a quarterback that early. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to wait till the double-digit rounds, if at all possible, and he's usually gone by
1: then. All right, So, so with Wilson about the running – I mean, you, you, you we acknowledge you. You're right that he was hurt last year. You're not looking saying, oh, this guy's getting a little older. Maybe he's more injury prone and I should worry that he won't run again, that the running will decline. You're instead kind of looking at it and saying, I see opportunity because last year he didn't run and I think he'll bounce back.
2: Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I don't. I, you know, look, we may have you know, back to his career high, you know, rushing yards, but we're not going to see that career low 250 either. I mean I think it's going to be uh, I think he will continue to run more uh, you know look you you don't want to buy too much into the narratives but he's works very hard on taking care of his body flies you know the trainer in when he's hurt etc. He worked very hard with him this off season to work on his flexibility and the things that can keep him help keep him healthy. Nothing will be as helpful as the improved offensive line play and we'll have to see how that works out. Uh seems like it might be a little better. Um but it certainly couldn't be worse again, pressured uh, more than, uh, than any other quarterback in the NFL last year. They have to fix that.
1: All right. Uh, the next two guys, I want to talk about two guys together. Uh, Winston and Mariota have been sort of, they, they got drafted one, two a couple of years ago yeah. in real life and in fantasy rankings and drafts, they are, they are hanging out together there where you can't, you can't find one without the other. In a lot of cases, you feel like they're getting drafted very closely together for both yeah. of them the weaponry has improved yep um the bucks added oj howard and deshaun jackson the titans have added eric decker and Corey davis and taylon taylor right who right i mean a lot, a lot of weapons there
2: they invested i mean they that's what the three guys in the top 100 picks you know yeah to to aid marcus Mariota.
1: who do you prefer Let the, this year and long term who do you prefer
2: Look, it, it is. It's, it's we're hair splitting here a little bit. I would probably give a slight lean to Marcus Mariota um, because of his mobility. Uh, I think at some point when you know they may take more advantage of that. I, I always think back a couple of years ago when we kind of giggled at the whole oh the exotic Smash Mouth, sure Mike Malarquita. <laughs> you know? and oh it turns out when all the pieces are in place, it works pretty damn well. And if you look at Mariota down the stretch last year, that last eight games. I thought it was fantastic. You know, the 26 touchdowns, even though he only had, what, 3,400 passing yards, uh, showed a lot of promise. I think they did add the high-end weapons. We'll see what Corey Davis turns into. Uh, you know, I know Eric Decker, though, has caught 50, what, two touchdowns since 2011, and that's despite missing, you know, how many, 10 games, 13 games last year. So I think the weapons are there for Look, I have nothing against Jameis Winston. I think the turnovers were a problem. He obviously needs to improve on those every time you – Turn the ball over. What you, the butts turned it over 27 times. So, I mean, every time you turn the ball over, it's it's, it's an opportunity lost opportunity to score. Uh, so he needs to fix that. But again, you know, 4000 yards each of his first two seasons set the club record. Twenty eight touchdowns, low bar in Tampa. <laughs> <coughs> um, but you're right. The additions of Sean Jackson help O.J. Howard help. He has weapons on hand already. It is very close. I'm leaning Mariota for the reasons I, I, I stated. And just the eyeball thing. I mean, that stretch run last year before he got hurt, he was playing, you know, top five quarterback numbers. I mean, he was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, I, have the, I have Mariota ranked ahead of Winston. So yeah, it's splitting hairs. You're right. And you know, one thing, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go on a little tangent on the Titans. Do you feel like with the receiving core – I mean, Corey Davis is a really high draft pick, and you know, freaky talent. And they added Decker, who's caught a lot of touchdowns, and they still have Walker. And boy, Taylor's exciting. And no one's talking about Rashard Matthews.
2: No one is, and that's not so. I can continue <laughs> drafting him at his current price, please.
1: He's pretty he's good. Been
2: my, he's been my sleeper all along. Uh, I think if you look at the you know the performance last year, he didn't really come on until what the second half. Right. Of the season. I think the first half of the season, he was a part time player. Uh, when he came back, uh, let's see, let me look at the numbers. I think from, uh, t- okay, so he was on the field 62% of Tennessee's pass plays during the first seven games, uh, but 95% at that point on. He had five targets a game in that first half, eight targets a game in the second half. Look, Corey Davis is there. He's going to do something, but he's hurt and missing time. Eric, uh, Eric Decker's there, obviously a capable veteran. But it, when it comes down to it, who do you, you know, who is Marcus Mariota have the best connection with? Mm-hmm. Right. Who did he develop that chemistry with? And and uh, I think, you know, for me, Matthews, given the given the 80 of those guys, I mean, you're getting Matthews at, the, at third of those guys, unless Corey Davis has dropped significantly. And he should uh, given his injury. But that's the thing for me. It was that late season run. The same thing that sold me on Mariota. Uh, Rashard Matthews was a big part of. So I think he's easily overlooked and probably shouldn't be.
1: Yep. All right. Back to we talked about running quarterbacks. We talked about quarterbacks who haven't been throwing and are hurt. Cam Newton, um, Cam's QB ten. Actually, it's funny his stock had been rising on, on right. SADP and and it's sort of stabilized a little bit. Uh, so he for not just the thing with Cam Newton. It's not just his MVP season, right? But he had had top five quarter fantasy quarterback seasons before that a couple of times because of his running. Now the Panthers say he's not going to run as much. What, what, what are we, the weapons are better. Is Cam Newton season somewhere in between last year and the year before?
2: I would hope so. You, you'd kind of like to think that, that he's going to have the rebound. The concern obviously is the shoulder rotator cuff surgery a little later than I would have liked to seen him have it. I think it was what, in the end of March, um, having some soreness that he's working through now. Uh, The positives are obvious, that running ability. But what have we heard all off? even, you know, the general manager is gone. But we heard from the previous general manager and the head coach that this offense has to evolve. And to me, that's code for we can't get Cam beat up so bad. Uh, We need it. So, look, the designed runs are going to go away to a degree. Is that going to keep Cam Newton from running? No. I mean, Cam Newton's still going to run. So there will be, I I do think the the attempts will diminish again, maybe a little bit. But look, he was, you know, he was fine with, I mean, what does that mean for him? Does it mean only 100 runs, you know, as opposed to 130? I mean, that's the thing. So it, it fell off a little bit last year. He was below 100. Uh, I would say ninety to a hundred seems reasonable. He's still, to me, the best goal line back on the team, or yes. the most dangerous, and that's that's what gives him the extra value. So as his ADP is drops or is relatively low, he's a guy that's on my radar. I would like to see him play a little bit though.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um, so now we're going to drop down a little bit. I'm I'm going to make everybody happy. I'm not going to talk about Kirk Cousins any more today than I already have because I talked about that's him too much. That's my guy. Yeah, that's my guy. Me too. But I've been saying it over and over. I think I haven't. I think he's my fifth or sixth quarterback. That's right where I am. So underrated. Yes. Um, (sighs) Matthew Stafford doesn't get enough love for me. Put it this way if, if I'm the last person to draft a quarterback or one of the last people, I mean, ideally, even though. I think we can dip down further. You talked about someone, you know, drafting Dalton as their first quarterback or whoever, you know, you can do Sam Bradford. You can go way down. I get that. Yeah. I would, let's say rather be, I, I'd rather pick the 11th or 12th quarterback off the board than the 15th. as my first quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Cause I want to get caught in another run where I go, Oh man, I might wind up with, you know, who Carson wins. Um, Matthew Stafford is a guy I think I'd like to have. I didn't get cousins. Matthew Stafford's a guy I'd like to have. I don't think he gets enough love from people. I think we – I know before last year I was underrating him because I thought that he wasn't going to be any good without Calvin Johnson. And he was pretty good. He wasn't great, but he's pretty good. I mean, are, do you think – at QB 14, do you think that's right or do you think – I think that's too low. I think it's too low, but I think that's right. That's, he's
2: also a guy – I mean, look, I'm fine getting Kirk Cousins where he's going, and then taking Matthew Stafford as my QB two. Uh, he's one of the guys that I'm kind of uh, okay taking. And, and and one of the things is just you know you look at the attempts. I mean, going back to 2011, six sixty three, seven twenty seven, six thirty four, 592, ninety two, five ninety four. The Lions want to run ball, the ball more; they just can't. And, and the weapons are all there. And those, you know, that's reflected in his, you know, in his career numbers. I mean. You know, you look at Stafford. What are we at uh, thirty thousand yards? He just uh, hit that. Became the fastest quarterback ever to reach that mark. Was 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 Megatron part of that? Sure. Uh, is Golden Tate capable of having a ninety catch season every year? Yes. Uh, you know. So, uh, and he has some other weapons there uh, that I have some interest in as well. So, I do think he's a little bit uh, a little bit underrated, a little bit overlooked, and, and I want to use that to my advantage. And remember, last year, one of the issues last year, I think it maybe left a bad taste in everyone's mouth i mean it you know it was the the finger injury right you know he was on a pretty good pace had 21 touchdowns over the 12 plus games the you know only five interceptions and then he broke the finger right and then the completions went down he only had three touchdowns after that so i I don't know i i I do think he's a guy that's overlooked
1: you think now okay so another little tangent what are you with the uh where are you on the kenny galladay stuff
2: I am totally uh, into taking the late round flyer on him in best ball. Really? Um, yeah, I'm fine doing that in best ball. I mean, well, you know, it's him or Chris Conley or I mean, you know, today I'd rather have Gallaudet than than Chris Conley. I mean, you know, it's kind of that point, you know, it's a late round flyer. I think, you know, the days of getting him for nothing are gone, though. You know, uh, one of the things we do as fantasy owners is we are like a school of fish. Somebody throws a shiny lure into the water. (laughs) Zoom. Everyone heads that way and the value goes away. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think, you know, look, there's players every year emerge that are unexpected. Um, He's starting to get a Tyje Sharp kind of vibe for me right now. Uh, And we all know that everybody in preseason is going to be the best player ever. And, uh, you know, whether it's Christian McCaffrey or two years ago is Amir Abdullah or last year Tyjay Sharp or this year, Kenny Galladay. There's always guys that rise and fall. It is preseason. I try to keep a little bit, try to, again, keep a little bit of a level head. Think back. I'll say the thing that for me on Galladay that makes him a little bit interest, more interesting than some of these guys that you get all the hype on. You know, one of these things is not like the other in yeah. the Detroit Lions receiving corps. And it's Kenny Galladay, right? Yeah. I mean, he is six, four, he is 200. And B, I mean, he's the big body. He's the guy that can go up and what, what went away, what went away was the most targeted red zone weapon or the second most targeted red zone weapon in the NFL last year. Anquan Bolden. Bolden, uh, we'd all like to think that Eric Ebron is going to get all those goal line looks right. Yeah. Uh, and, and nobody was targeted more from inside the 10 yard line than Bolden last year. Uh, if I'm looking it up, but I think that's pretty damn close anyway. So uh, that's the thing. There's there's some work to be done in those situations. And Galladay seems like he has the the body to do it. So uh, I'd like to, you know, a lot of us are betting on Eber- Ebron to get the job done. Um, you know, Galladay could have something to say about that.
1: I know I am. I think Eric Ebron might be my most owned player. Right. Um, Dalvin Cook's mine. I just OK.
2: Dalvin Cook's mine.
1: Um, oh, but, but for Galladay, do, do you nickname wise, do you prefer Baby Tron or Kenny G?
2: Um, uh, they're both horrible. Absolutely <laughs> horrible. So uh, I'll go with baby Tron. Okay. Cause I think it's slightly more horrible.
1: Everybody football season's right around the corner, as we said earlier. So it's time to fire up your fantasy leagues again. Um, I've been playing, Bob, how long have you been playing fantasy football? I've been 30 years now.
2: This is my 31st year. I started in 86.
1: Oh, see, I started 88. Mm. So we're pretty close. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I You know, you get frustrated with the same old platforms for season-long leagues. Um, Not a lot of innovation. You know, we've talked about this before. Uh, Every year, you look for a different platform. You want to do, you know, you like the standards, but you like things a little different sometimes. It's something that works well across web and mobile. Maybe it's a little different. Um, Obviously, you don't want it to go down. You don't want to get bombarded with ads. Pretty, seems simple. And um, I've been introduced to SleeperBot. um, Thanks to our friends at Rotoir and some other people. And uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, it, it, it. You can set up a league with three taps on your mobile screen. Really easy for your friends to join. Not only does it have a full suite of features to help the commissioner, which we all know is not so easy to be a commissioner, as I'm sure Bob, you've done a hundred times, and so mm. have I. Sleeperbot also looks amazing. Really cool draft board, which you can cast onto any TV, which is great. Also, lots of fun animations. The app just feels much more modern, social, fun. We are going to do a Sleeperbot League for the listeners. We're going to announce that soon. Now, I've seen it. I'm, I'm going to do that league on Sleeperbot, and I really want you to check it out as well. Check out the app. Search for Sleeperbot in the App Store or. Or on the web, your commissioner and league mates are going to thank you for it. Check out Sleeperbot and check out that app. Okay. Three taps? Three taps.
2: Damn.
1: Eureka, I, right? I'm, check, I'm checking it out. I, no me. kidding. You got me. I che- well, we, we, I, when I checked it out, I was impressed, and, and I want to check it out a little more. Um, Dak Prescott was a pretty good fantasy quarterback last year. Um, how does Ezekiel Elliott's absence affect his fantasy value? I think this is not good
2: okay. <laughs> I think, and, and that's I think, counterintuitive, isn't it? Right? Yes, exactly. I mean, look, one of the reasons for Dak Prescott's success was Dak Prescott. He played great one of the greatest rookies of any quarterbacks in NFL history, uh, through 23 touchdowns, just four interceptions completed. What? 67%. Yeah. 67% mm-hmm. of his throws, eight yards in attempt. I mean, Those are fantastic numbers. He has fantastic receivers. Uh, You know, uh, look, this is – he's in a good place. I just wonder how this offense works if they aren't having that Zeke Elliott-like presence. In addition, there's some flux on the offensive line. Look, they were a deep unit. They can make some adjustments. But is it going to gel right away? You also look at their schedule the first month of the season – not great. Right? Not, right. not the easiest start, not the easiest first month. Uh, and, you know, so and, and in addition to not having Zeke. So, look, I think I think Prescott is a good player. I think he's going to be a continue to to make a progression, expecting him, though, to be the same guy just as things is. I mean, that's asking a lot of him. Right. And and asking him to be that guy minus his most dangerous offensive weapon, the hammer that, you know, keeps defenses honest. Well, see, I'm not saying Darren McFadden can't keep defenses honest. Okay, yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, you
1: are. And, uh, yes, I am.
2: Uh, Darren McFadden can't do that. And so, I mean, look, Zeke is a very unique player. So is Prescott. But, but he, has, he benefits greatly from having Elliott in the mix, and I think it will have an impact.
1: All right, everybody, that's schedule for the Cowboys. Uh, they start home against the Giants, then at Broncos, at Cardinals. Yes. Not easy at all, as no. Bob said. Um. Going down that ADP ladder again. Roethlisberger's 13th. He, I like a bad half of the year he's at home. Right? <laughs> he's in, so, so we've got two things with Roethlisberger. That home road split, we can't ignore it anymore. You cannot. Also, he's at, as likely as any of the top 20 quarterbacks to miss time. Right. Other than maybe if you don't trust Luck or Cam, I get it. But generally, if you got a guy who's starting the season, if you're going to bet on one of them to miss time, it's got to be Roethlisberger, doesn't it? Right.
2: Again, being injury agnostic, I'm going to go ahead and ignore everything you just said and quietly say yes. Uh, (laughs) Look, it's not so much. It's his. You know, I, I, it's his flair for drama. His, his you know, he, he, what he's heard, he likes to talk about it. It's its very irritating. For me, the road the road home splits are the bigger deal. Look, you're going to get huge games from him. Yeah. He has, I mean, they're in a prolific offense with a an array of weapons, uh, some of the most dangerous weapons in the NFL. He's going to have great games. Uh, much happier having him in best ball than season long. I can live with him in season long. But you're and where you're drafting him, it's you know makes it very viable. Uh, but you need to have your other quarterback be pretty good, and, and, and you're going to have to expect to make a weekly decision. Uh, and and that's always a kind of a pain in the neck, right? John, wouldn't you like to have the clear cut guy, the guy you can go with every single week? Yes, I don't think Ben is the, the Ben is not that guy. I mean, if you don't mind the, the weekly decision, let's see, we'll be. Roethlisberger or Dalton it will be Roethlisberger or Stafford. I mean if you want to have that choice and kick yourself in the tail every week when you pick the wrong guy, uh, that's always a joyous thing. But that's that's kind of what you get with Roethlisberger.
1: Right. I'm with you. Um, one other weird thing I noticed. It's funny. I, I went through this. Uh, I sent Bob notes last night and I checked him again today. <laughs> You said notes? I look at the ADP. I do. I'm always, I'm I'm over prepared sometimes. I should have (laughs) looked. So I look at the ADP and I'm going, all right, you know, Dalton, Bradford, Mitchell Trubisky, Tyra Taylor. Mitchell Trubisky. What? Someone, some lunatic drafted him 58th overall. Wow. And I think that, I don't know how much that skewed the, the (laughs) so do we think, when do you think he's going to play?
2: Uh, uh, look, uh, I, uh, this is a tricky one, right? I mean, he's, he came out and he looked really good. He hasn't looked in good as looked as good in practice as he ha- did in
1: the first game. Did you John like Fox, him in the first game? I thought, I, I thought it was overrated. After I heard all the buzz, I watched, I wa- I did I the watched, cheat. I watched all the throws.
2: It was all, it, it was, I, I mean, I, we see, well, here's the problem. We were looking at it, at it in relation to what Mike Glennon didn't do. Yeah. In his brief stint, that 0.0 quarterback rating uh, did not, you know, was not, it it wasn't hard to shine for Mitchell Drabisky. But just remember, I mean, you know, this is a guy that's had to deal with taking snaps. It was a very vanilla scheme he was going up against. I'll be kind of interested. You know, Bruce Arians doesn't keep it as vanilla in the preseason as everyone else. Right. Uh, We'll see what happens this week. Uh, uh, But I don't, my expectation is if they can get away with playing Glennon all year, they will. Glennon has experience. Uh, he has not looked great. He's looked a lot better in practice than he did in the first game. Um, and, and I mean, you remember John Fox from, you know, the Carolina, I mean, John Fox is a little bit conservative
1: is what it is. That's right.
2: Let's, let's just, you know, let's just, but now that said jobs are on the line here. John Fox's and Ryan Pace's. Uh, they reached up in, you know, in a strange draft day circumstance to get Mitchell Trubisky, something that opened them up for great criticism. If things are going off the rail, we're going to see Trubisky. All right. But um, I- that's the thing, though. And, and their offensive lines improving. They have a strong running game with Jordan Howard. I mean, you know, you can make arguments for this happening. I think they would hate for it to happen, but they would be willing to go there if they feel like it's, you know, that's what's going to save their
1: bacon. See, I, I read I don't know where I read it the other day, and I wish I could credit the person and the argument, which made sense to me, was basically that John Fox and Ryan Pace buy themselves more job security if Trubisky plays. Because you don't expect him to do well, right? That's it. So, I mean, I, and I don't, I don't want to think that those guys would go, Oh, better play this the guy. So we don't get fired. Bear, <laughs> uh, sure. They would. Sure. They would. Bears <laughs> own four. Mitchell Trubisky hits the field. That's fine. Right? I had no problem with that.
2: Um, I mean, but that's what it's going to take. They, I mean, we both have seen John Fox coach long enough to know this is not what he wants. He does not want to play the rookie.
1: Okay. Does so not. related topic with the rookie quarterbacks. I, I, I talked about this with someone recently. Don't you find that the Texans and Chiefs are in a really weird spot with their rookie mm-hmm. quarterbacks? Yep, because if yep. you're if you're 5 and 3, how do you make that switch? You don't, you can't. I mean, you either do it. But the 49ers did with Kaepernick. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, but I most people wouldn't, right?
2: Yeah. I don't I don't see I I don't see it I don't see it happening. I think that's the, you know, we even heard uh, uh Bill O'Brien who Maybe even more than John Fox would like not to play a rookie, you know. Basically, now instead of saying, you know, he's not starting to, well, you'd have to make it at the right time. I mean, he's already, you know, prepping the battlefield for this one. I, I you know, the thing about Mahomes, I mean, he seems, Alex Smith seems to be responding well to the pressure being applied by Mahomes. Okay. Uh, he's throwing the ball downfield a lot more in practices. Uh, we saw hints of that in the first preseason game. So, I think he's in a little bit of play but he's only gets one year. He's you know the the bonus for that for him is he's auditioning for his next job. Right. Uh I don't know what we're going to get. I I for me if I'm a coach, you know, and I invest in a rookie, I'm throwing him in there. I mean, you know, if I have a reasonably decent team and I would say the same for Deshaun Kaiser, I mean, if you're the Browns, what do you got to lose? Get this kid in there and get him some game experience. To me, that's the most important thing about being a quarterback is gaining experience granted it can go wrong i mean confidence is something that's important to a quarterback and, and and it's necessary but i just don't see what the point is awaiting when you're not a good team other than trying to protect a kid's psyche and if that's the kid you drafted maybe you should have drafted better
1: you know actually you just rang a bell in my head alex smith there's your 2018 jaguars quarterback
2: yeah, perhaps. Yes. Right. That's yeah. A bridge. There will be a bridge built.
1: Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone wanting to run the ball and play defense. Yeah. Are probably, they probably go, you know, Alex Smith. I will take that Alex Smith deal right now. Right now. Go. Maybe they do it now, actually. Uh, you know, there's been some talk about where they go. You know,
2: the Kyle Orton has been mentioned. Uh, his <laughs> Come on, really? <laughs> really? He's been. Well, think about it. He has the connection. He played for Marone in Buffalo. Daniel Hackett was a coordinator there at the time. I mean, obviously Colin Kaepernick's being mentioned because they do want to run the ball, and that makes sense as well. Um, So, you know, Chad Henney's not their 2018 quarterback. We know that. Maybe he won't be their 2017 quarterback either. But, but, uh, but Alex Smith, you know, a trade there that might even make sense. I,
1: I actually think Tom Coughlin could get away with the Colin Kaepernick thing better than some others. I think he could too. Yeah. Okay. Um, not that I have any problem with Colin Kaepernick. I'm not going to get into that whole thing. But, but nah. I think so, I think for, of the cities that are worried about how Colin Kaepernick would be received, I think Tom Coughlin would be able to give him cover. I Just think be, as well. And I, the I, type like, of guy he is.
2: Right. And, and yes, exactly. And he's, you know can handle the distractions and sexual I, I mean, I think to me that's the issue people don't want is, is the distractions. That said, I mean, if we're going to try and sit here and make an argument that Colin Kaepernick is one of the not – among the best 100 quarterbacks right walking the face of the earth right now that would be a
1: silly argument to make but, but, okay I agree with you on that but I also thought that about Tebow I did too <sighs> like I, I understand that maybe there was a bit of a circus and he wasn't you know I know people say, oh always a winner and I said all right I don't think he's a good quarterback but was he one of the top 64 when he couldn't play when no one wanted him to play I thought he was
2: I agree, and but that's you. You mentioned it; it's the circus. Yeah, I mean, when you want you want CNN and everybody parked on your lawn, you know, right. covering your team in that regard, and I think that's probably the biggest thing. And you know, it's not a profile courage for all these teams, but no. it is it, it is how they operate.
1: They're so risk averse. Right, it's terrible. Okay. Everybody, we recommend you go to FantasySportsMarkets.com. Fantasy Sports Markets has the best DFS contests available with cash awards, big bonus prizes every day. As always with Fantasy Sports Markets, there's no salary caps. You can draft who you want on your roster, even Blake Bortles, if you so choose. Mm -hmm. Try the free-to-enter preseason football contest, the prize is a copy of Madden 18. Register today. Enter the promo code ROTOWIRE to get $15 for promotional credit. towards your Contest entries available to all United States residents. Go to FantasySportsMarkets.com today. All right. You talked earlier about some of these guys that, you know, you're going to wait. I'm going to name three guys for you now. And then we're going to go to we're going to be a little more open discussion. But the the guys 18 to 20 that I saw last night, Eli Dalton, Tyrod. Who do you take out of there? I know who I take. I take Dalton all day long.
2: I, you know, the the problems with Andy Dalton are obvious. You do not know whether which Dalton you're getting. Is it the red rifle? Is it the red-headed stepchild? <laughs> it might be different any given week. Probably will be the child on uh, in primetime games. But look, we've seen a guy who's been a top-five quarterback, right? The weapons are around him. If guys like A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert stay healthy, uh, you know, there's going to be touchdowns to be had there. Uh, I think some of the other, you know, bit players are pretty good, too. John Ross just having his speed uh, opens things up for the other guys. Joe Mixon, a capable receiver out of the backfield, as well as a reasonable pass blocker, according to the people that I talked to in Cincinnati. So uh, he's a guy you could make an argument for Eli Manning because it's weapons, right? It's the supporting cast. It's, you know, brand, it's Odell Beckham, it's Brandon Marshall, uh, it's, uh, Sterling Shepard maybe even Evan Ingram. Uh, all these guys are, are capable players. Uh, you know, uh, Ingram may be a little bit of a reach, but he seems to be one of those guys that of all the rookie tight ends, maybe he's the guy that's in a nice position yep. to make a little hay uh, as a situational player just because of the guys around him. But the same for Eli. I mean, I think those are the two I'd be going after. Look, Tyrod Taylor has fared well, fared well last year without, you know, his scoring, weekly scoring was pretty much the same with or without Sammy Watkins. Um, but, boy, you know, and maybe I'm putting too much on what I saw last night. Uh, I'm all in on McCoy. I'm all less in on Tyrod Taylor after yeah. what I saw last night. Um, so, but I do think don't underestimate McCoy as a receiver. Uh, think back to what Rick Dennison's done. The offensive coordinator there did for guys like Arian Foster when he worked under Gary Kubiak in Houston. I mean, he's, you know, they know how to use a running back in, in, in the receiving game. And I think that, you know, that'll help out Tyrod Taylor. His athleticism helps. But if I'm picking between the three, I rank them in that order, Dalton, Manning, and Taylor for me.
1: With Tyrod, if you factor in Sammy Watkins' unreliability, Mm -hmm. is his receiving core that much worse? Talent-wise, it's worse. Watkins is the best receiver pretty easily. Right. But, I mean, they drafted Zay Jones, who everybody seems to love.
2: And he had a good showing last night. I mean, I yeah. know, you know, Zay Jones was a positive last night, but do you, know, do you, without that downfield threat, I mean, are you, are you, uh, you know, uh, is Charles Clay going to be your most dangerous offensive weapon? Uh, right. And Bolton when you get the ball down, I mean, he's no longer going to be your, a deep kind of threat. So, I mean, unless Zay Jones turns into a guy that can, that can threaten opponents deep or, you know, look, Andre Holmes, people have talked about his camp, but there's a reason he's Andre Holmes, right. you know, <laughs> the, so and that's not to say players can't improve over time, but, but he's had time. So I think he's kind of defined himself. So that's my concern there. I mean, at some point, you've got to threaten teams downfield. I don't know if we know exactly what to expect from this offense aside from a heavy dose of Lashawn McCoy, which is fine for me because I also am heavily invested in him. So yeah. Uh, much less o Taylor, But Dalton is the guy for me. I mean, I just – I feel very comfortable having him uh, – picking him where he's going. I'd be comfortable with him as my first quarterback if I had to be.
1: I, I would too. Actually, in the, do you do the Scott Fish ball? Yes. I, my, my QBs were – I waited and I went Dalton Wentz. I got to look. I got – I might be in too many MFL
2: 10s, so I would have <laughs> to actually look at, at my Scott Fish. There it is. Um, wow. Well, See my roster. I think I actually did really good on quarterbacks there, uh, for some reason. Uh gotta get to the right division. Meridian. Da, 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 da. There I am. I got uh cousins and carr.
1: Okay. Um, you are, you went higher from... than I did.
2: Yeah, I went higher you and then I got Jared Goff as a third quarterback because okay it was very late.
1: See, I think I got I think I got Lynch as my third quarterback, which is not great at all.
2: Right, right. But it's, you know, the last week it's kind of looking better. If if he's a stock, he's on the rise the last two days.
1: Right. All right, so so down at the end, so let's say you're in a league, let's say you're in a 14 team league.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? I don't know this is not this is not a test here, so, right. you know. Right. Um, but I'm ready. But, but most people are drafting two quarterbacks. Mhm and you get down to the end and you want to draft a second quarterback so you're digging deep you're going to the guys who are sort of between 25 and 30 in the rankings and ADPs or whatever who do you want to grab who do you look at and you say there's I I see the the phrase I like to use is there's a path here there's a path here to him being a top 15 quarterback even if I don't love him who is it? Brian Hoyer okay why?
2: Uh, you know history with Kyle Shanahan uh, although it was brief He had a string of fairly successful games in Cleveland when the two were together. Yes. His familiarity with the system uh, makes him, you know, I mean, that's something that ask Matt Ryan. You have to understand the system before you can excel in the system. Um, And so, you know, Pierre Garçon, Marquise Goodwin, they've got some speed there. Uh, maybe Carlos Hyde turning out to be a better player than the incoming regime expected and and can take a little pressure off him. Look, you're, you're we're talking about a guy you can get, you know, is like the 29th quarterback or whatever. So. Uh, so, yes, that that is the path. That is the possibility for me. He is. The problem is he's kind of like the Jerry Cook of quarterbacks. <laughs> he will have, you know, four really good games and then. That's all you get. Uh, if he can extend, you know, that's the that's the issue. He's got to extend his window of solid games beyond what we've seen in the past. And some of that is staying healthy. Some of that is, is his own performances. He's got to take care of business like that. Look, if I was, you know, uh, I mean, if, if, let's say it was between him and Cutler, John. Yep. Uh, I mean, how, how, I mean, or, or Alex Smith, those three. I mean, you know, Alex Smith, like, you know, he might have a few big games. Jake Cutler got some good weapons around him. Hoyer, I, I guess I'm trusting Kyle Shanahan as much as anything on that.
1: And and, and a lousy defense. A lousy defense and a lousy team that's going to be playing from behind a lot.
2: Exactly.
1: Yep. Okay. Not I like- to be
2: overlooked when you're drafting quarterbacks late.
1: I can't. I was going to look at, I was looking at the list trying to figure something out. I can't. I, I, you made a really good, this is a really solid argument for Hoyer. I like right. it. All right. Everybody. Listeners to our podcast can get a free 10-day Rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. That means you can check out almost all the features on the site. Check it out, rotowire.com slash pod. So uh, footballdiehards.com, pretty busy, I imagine, these days, Bob? It is. So doing the constant updates, as
2: always. We're one of the things we do. Great staff pumping out tons of content, uh, constantly updated rankings, and tools out the wazoo, if I might say. Emo Cadillac's come up with a new one, His Stomp. It's a targeted mapping for ADP where you put in the players you really want to get, and it kind of maps them into your cheat sheet you put out, your customizable cheat sheet, uh, and highlights the guys you want to draft and suggests where you draft them so you get a little ahead of the ADP? We all know ADP is not who to draft. It's where to draft or when right. to draft. And this helps you and it gives you a way to adjust, uh, you know, if there's you know there's guys in your league that also like the same guys you like. So a uh, handy new tool that Emil Cadillac developed. So I'm kind of excited about that. But all kinds of stuff going on. And, of course, the, uh, uh, the series XM thing every day uh, with Mike Dempsey. Yeah. What
1: time are you guys on right
2: now? 6 p.m. Eastern every weekday. And then uh, once the season starts, Jeff Manns and I will – Bump that up and do the pregame show again this year. So, always excited to do that two hours every Sunday morning from
1: 11 to kickoff. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, Ray, check that out on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. Uh, and get you back on. That's yes. what I need to do. Hey, anytime. You know, you know I'll be
2: so, college. There's so si- no escape. Six no to escape, eight. John.
1: It was funny. Before we chatted, before, before we started recording today, I was doing on Tuesdays and Thursdays between six and eight. I'm an assistant coach for my son's Pop Warner team, ah. and I was taking my USA football tackle coach certification to, you know, all the keeping your right. head out of the tackle and all that stuff. Yes. So. So, yeah, no Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm out. I'm out there trying to teach young men how to play football properly. It's a worthwhile endeavor and one that I'm more than willing to work around. Yeah, right. Not, not that I should be teaching anyone football, I guess. But, you know, my basically I watch football. On t- I played one year of Wee football. Ah,
2: I started when I was eight and played through college. Did you really? Game.
1: Yep. What did you play? What position did you play when you got uh, older?
2: I played, well, I was a guard who got turned into a fullback at some point.
1: Okay. Got it. So not right. a
2: huge guard. So a baby guard that ended up <laughs> smashing his head into things and linebackers and whatnot.
1: We, we oh, may have girl. to talk more because I, my primary job is coaching the offensive lineman. So
2: ah, uh, there you go. That was like the first, you know, 10
1: years. I love it. It's so fun. For a guy who didn't play football, I know I'm rambling now, for a guy who didn't play football, I like coaching football better than I like coaching anything else.
2: You know, it's funny, the thing, you know, I talk about football, but I mean, you know, as a kid, like I said, I started playing Pop Warner at eight years old and the love of the game that just came from that and playing it, but it made me start reading about the game and, you know, I would read the, you know, the, the strange but true football books and uh, used to football stories, and, and uh, run out to the mailbox every Friday to beat my dad to the Sports Illustrated, <laughs> and and then you know when I couldn't play football anymore, it felt like I lost a part of me. You know, I mean, I still love the game, and I love reading about it, but then when fantasy came along boom that connection back into the game you know you're not playing Mm -hmm. you can't be the coach you you're not going to be a gm then fantasy comes along and you're plugged back into the game you're you get that closer connection to the game you love i think that's the thing that drew us all into fantasy was a closer connection to the game but that in combination with being able to continue you know like not just reading the stories but start telling them and and working in the narratives and and having a you know that's been the pleasure of being in this business for the last 25 years
1: absolutely all right Bob, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun, as always. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you, John. All right, everybody else, if you like this podcast, can we please ask you to give a review or, or, or and a rating wherever you're listening? We'd really appreciate that. Um, that's it right now. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Road to Wire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Football. Our next episode is going to be coming on Monday. So after you watch for your preseason games this weekend, please check back for more great fantasy football draft help. For Bob Harris, I'm John Halpin. Have a great weekend, everybody.